we so we were just discussing about how this uh, video and podcast is going to come out tonight, like New Year's Eve, and so we we're discussing like how do we implement a ball drop and be like, hey guys, start the podcast. That what if like- I lift you up and then slowly lower you Perfect. down? I think that's really good. I think people want to see Matt, it. One that game Matt drops yes. to end the year, and I also like it because most of the people will be listening to this only, so they'll just have to <laughs> hear see us going. Ah, we're like ah, five. <laughs> Four. <laughs> we have to. I mean, there's no better way to ring in 2024. <laughs> I feel like the mat, one game mat drop of 2024 is happening. So everyone buckle the fuck up. Buckle up, guys. It's been a year. It'll be a year. Okay. 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 <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. <laughs> Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 2K Mats. It's Matt Palmer, and I am here with the incredible writer, comedian, icon herself, Janie Fierce. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's an honor. How are you feeling today? I hope people know... I haven't seen you like literally in a long time. Yes. Not just with this. So we're catching up. Here. I know. We're all friends just <laughs> seeing each other once again. I old know. Lang Syne style. It really is all <laughs> that Old Lang Syne is about. I'm pretty sure. And um, I'm here representing any Kath you <laughs> slash whatever you are. I feel like I told the Patreon uh, folks like, oh, Janie's going to hopefully be on the podcast. And someone was like, is she going <laughs> to still be talking about Kathy's? I'm like. Bets like I would bet on it. <laughs> like if we were going to guess, I would say yes. Kathy well, will come up. I hope you're playing a drinking game at home. <laughs> Absolutely, um, drive safe. But I, but I just want to represent all the shut-ins. Ah, oh, because I, I had a shut-in holiday. And I want people to feel seen, but from a distance. I'm not in their home. I'm in my own. But and but it's like truly as much as like yeah, I went to Chicago and went back to Atlanta and like seeing family is always lovely and like Chicago was great. There's always a part of each one of us that's like we want to have a shut-in Christmas. Oh, it like, is amazing. I because especially in LA or in yes. like big cities, when there's no people here, there's no traffic, yes. there's no one you're gonna run into. Right. You just like, I don't know. I went and saw movies and I went for hikes and I watched TV and I napped and I was like, this rules. So Absolutely. It was, yeah. Good. Especially because I feel like you and I, not to talk about the day jobs, but day job wise, leading up to the break, we're like. This is horrible. Yeah. And so having that break be a whole lot of nothing. Just resting and hibernating. Yes. So and I feel like the second half of my break, my my Atlanta piece of my holiday was very much that. Good. Like we didn't do too much. We found a, you know, dark show to watch, as is our tradition with my mom. And so we watched The Wire. I think I'm almost through season one. And I'm enjoying it. It's I clearly understand it's a good show, but I'm also like 
So we're just gonna like be like with all the cops. So are you gonna like, continue it here? I I did continue it. I will probably dip. I want to finish at least the first season. Okay. Um, but I'm not like enraptured. There was a show we watched over break that I was enraptured by, which we'll get into later okay. on the podcast. Great. Um, but what, what what movies did you see over the break? I saw so many. Yes. Should I go in order? Go in order, but you have to leave the one out that you're gonna talk about okay, later. Okay, I'll yes. save my favorite for yes. last. Yes. I saw Wonka immediately. Iconic. I thought <laughs> I have this break. I need something to like soothe my. My brain. I love. Okay, Timothy Chalamet. You know I like him. You do. I do. I like him. You like a slight man. What can I <laughs> what say? What can I say? <laughs> he is delightful. Yeah. The songs are so bad. That was the only problem. Like genuinely, it's right. a very fun romp and whatever. But like the songs are so bad. It's wild that the songs are bad. That's what I'm saying. It's, to me, it's like Janie was saying. Why don't you just hire a songwriter? Or don't make it a musical. Those are two great options. Those are great options because I love Paddington. So it's the same people. It's mm-hmm. that style. It's very absurd. There's yeah. lots of like leaps in movie magic and movie logic, I mean. Right. But um, yeah, the songs weren't good. And then <laughs> I saw Maestro the same night. Ooh, love which that. Which was a great double feature. Yes. I hated Maestro. <laughs> I hated Maestro. I, I felt love- it was so effortful. It was so give me an Oscar. Right. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> I um, also love that you're here giving these takes because I know Matt Steele is going to be in that chair a week from now being like, guys, Maestro is the best thing I've ever seen because he was obsessed with even just the trailer. No. And, <laughs> and I love that we're giving a solid wrong. no. Matt Steele, you've been told no. Sorry about Sorry it. Sorry about Happy it. Happy New Year. I saw Saltburn. I thought it was good visually, story-wise lacking. Yeah. And I love Emerald Fennel. And then I saw um, I saw the movie I Won't Say. Yes. And then I saw... Well, we both saw... The Holdovers. Oh, you saw Holdovers. Say? I was going to say we both saw Color Purple. Oh, separately. Color Purple, yes. Yes, which I, I enjoyed. I famously have not seen the original Color Purple. Famously. Which, famously, which I need to correct. But I will say I really enjoyed it. Fantasia's vocal performance is unbelievable. And I... And maybe this was because I walked in with, like, I had heard about I'm Here, that scene specifically, right. because I, that was the only song I really knew from the right. show. And I did feel but like... everyone, oh, sorry. I was going to say Daniel Brooks. Like, everyone was oh, so good. Daniel Brooks was unbelievable. Amazing, yeah. Like, she, I imagine, is getting that Oscar. Like, just the, like, range of emotion there. I would hope. I would hope. She'd be, like, supporting actress yeah, for that, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, Fantasia, especially vocally, unbelievable. But even the acting acting scenes were very solid, very understated, and like no shade to anyone. But I was watching Dreamgirls on one of my plane flights, and I was like, and the thing is, when the end, I'm telling you scene comes up, I will get chills. And like when the end of the show happens, and like you know what happens there happens, I will tear up. But then I love everybody when Jihad's just acting. Here's the thing. <laughs> We all know. Yes. We're safe here behind the walls we of Patreon. Are. Nope. Jennifer- this is public. <laughs> but it's fine. Go on. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson won an Oscar for singing. And she deserved it. Right. Because she sang that well. <laughs> she did. And the, the acting while she's singing is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But I'm sorry. We all saw Louise from St. Louis in Sex and City movie. That exactly. <laughs> And that, and like, we love everyone. She's doing great on her talk show. Only want good things for all people. Of course. But I did, that was not the situation with Fantasia no. at all. But we have to shout out the casting person. Yeah, because of course we do. Because we will lose our minds in a movie when it's like, well, that young version of the old person doesn't look like them. Whoever they cast as young Seely looked literally I, like little Fantasia with her head on top. It that, looked like CGI. It's literally like, it, it went, it was so good that it became distracting again. Because initially you're like, okay, on most movies, yes. the young people don't look like the older actors. This girl it was, was her. they cloned her 15 years ago. Was it her daughter or something? 
I don't know. I think it's completely unrelated. It was completely person. unrelated. How did they find her? I have no Maybe idea. Maybe it was like an AI search function, where, and she could act and sing too. And I was like, this is weird. That's the thing. It's like, why can you do all of this and I know. look exactly like the and star of this And then the film? casting, we were saying Halle Bailey and Sierra yes. being younger, older. Also, they also look alike. And I was like, wow. Okay, two beauties. Here Absolutely. we go. This makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all the performers were amazing in yeah. that. And you know, I had some problems with like directing and script adaptation stuff, right. but like. Yeah, no, no, Fantasia was great. Unbelievable. And yeah. yeah, I think my biggest issue was probably at the very end, the like, you know, spoiler alert for Color Purple, which I assume people know about but now. But like the, um, I wasn't ready to forgive Mr. Me <laughs> at neither. the end. When, when, when he's he, wearing his silly, when goofy, his pants. silly goofy pants. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm still mad at you, sir. There are no. And all like, yay, sit yes. down. Have like, a seat with it, us. It, it all worked out. It all it's worked like, out. Well, he should not have gotten an invite to that Easter brunch. Fuck. No, I don't unacceptable. Think so. so it was a quick turnaround. And, and what go- do we think happened with Taraji and Oprah? <laughs> So, Let's sound off. If you don't know, there is a TikTok going around of Taraji and Oprah doing a photo call on like, I don't know, it's the it's top a room, of it's the Empire State, Empire Building, State Building or something. And the tension, you can cut the tension with a Oprah. knife. <laughs> and Oprah's doing like an Ashley Simpson ass. Yeah, she's doing an Ashley Simpson hoedown yes. to get past it. Taraji's looking at the sky praying for some, gr- <laughs> like, it feels like so tense. The person... On TikTok, Apple was like, hey, the body language here, what's going on, whatever. Yes. And immediately, Oprah and Taraji both are like, we love each other. They right. just immediately go to social media and, and make statements about it. And I don't know, I live for that. <laughs> so like, I understand why they wanted us to stop yes. wondering. Yes. I just, I just love stuff. Like, I love information. Yeah. I love when things happen. I, I also love when things happen. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, okay, you can tell me something's not happening, but I will believe something's happening. Right. And it's also like... You and me have grown up as people who can take the temperature of a fucking room. Oh, if we right. can do anything, trauma—that's trauma. We, that's what? trauma. <laughs> we can feel when the winds are changing. Yes, we feel, in the, and, and then we will do our song and well, dance. Of course, on we will by to make it better. And so all of that looked very familiar. To that us. looked very familiar. That's to all us. we'll say. That's, that's all, all we'll say. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we'll say. All right. Do you any more updates, movies, or anything you want to discuss before we jump into the news? For okay. Ideas? Wait. No. Here's what's like something I wanted to ask your audience. Let's hear it. Jacob Elordi is uh-huh. like really attractive. Yes. I mean, my God. Yes. Then this Barry Cogan, you pronounce it Cogan? Cogan. Yes. Fellow in Saltburn. Yeah. A young woman I work with said he's the hotter one, and I'm just want to throw that out there that I'm I'm I want to think what everyone else thinks. I think you are on the more popular side of history. I think you know I love everybody has different tastes, and Barry Keoghan is not an unattractive man, but he looks like a guy who gets cast in very like intense yeah. eye forward parts. That Jacob Elordi, though, I was like, we're not all just gonna. I think we're all you know just like from a you know knee jerk reaction yeah. perspective. I don't know either. I men. told a friend recently, I was like, we're kind of feasting these days because like Charles Melton, like mm. I just feel like right now we're kind of, it used to be that like all men were ugly. Yeah. That used to be the thing. And now there are some There's guys some that are men that are, that are, that are nice looking. Uh, right. It's so good. it's a win. <laughs> and I mean, that was, you know, is that why I watched Fellow Travelers on Paramount Plus with Showtime? Absolutely. Jonathan Bailey, Matt Bomer. Hey. What are you going to say about that? What are you going to say about that? Positive things. Positive things. Um, so yes, let's jump into the news for idiots. And we got to start with this one that just <laughs> over the break, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And there kept being new headlines about it week after week. And never would I understand the point of view of a straight man less. And it's just like we always say straight men, when they look in the mirror, they see fucking George Clooney every time. Every man thinks this, but to see it enacted in this way, I just can't 
get over it. Simone Biles' husband is receiving backlash for saying, A, he didn't know who she was when they met, which is crazy. This man's an athlete. And B, that he was the catch uh, of the two of them. Um, And he... Uh, basically, he goes on and on about how he's the one that should be. She's lucky to have him. And well, here's what I'll say. P- please. He's been on podcasts. He's had headlines. Yeah. What's the man's name? No idea. No idea. I, I, Jonathan is my guess. There's no. He's Simone Biles' husband. Now we know him for this. We do. So I guess he is well known now. <laughs> Because we know him for this, but we still don't even know the man's name or any of his accomplishments. So, And it's just like he's just in the NFL, which, yes, that's an incredible accomplishment. But when you're talking about Simone Biles. It's so weird because I feel like I see small scale this all the time where I'm like talking to a woman about her significant other. Right. And then I meet the significant other and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> He doesn't understand how lucky he is. Like, this is just, like, kind of common, and this is the large-scale upsetting version of it. Right. But what? I feel like I can't say it in public, but didn't you know a man who used to date, like, a famous pop star? Yes, I did. And he was very... And he was a nice... Guy, <laughs> do you think he'd sit down and at the time be like, I think I'm the catch of the two yes. of us? Yes. Like, he dumped her. Guys, and if y'all knew who we were talking about, like, it's just crazy the idea that people think, like, if you were with, and that's one thing, and we're going to get to this story later on, but one thing I loved about Brian Tanaka, he loved Mariah Carey. He referred to her as Mariah Carey in the breakup announcement. Like, he was respectful. He understood who she was and, like, the impact that she had made in culture and the world. And that is the issue with the this man. But the Simone Biles yeah. guy he has to be lying. He is. There's no way you haven't heard of her ever. Like, uh, impossible. Yes, apparently the hus- their TikTok has found receipts of this. Right. The football player married to Simone Biles was tweeting about the gymnastics as far back as 2013. That's what I'm saying. So like, there's literally no way that he did not but know But then Simone meanwhile Biles. you get like a guy like a Travis Kelsey like an athlete yeah. who is a f- is like fawning over the girl and everyone yes. li- like this just isn't the way to get your people it's to not, like you. And it's you. like I feel like we all in life have gone through like oh I want to date the guy that like I have to chase and right, fight for right. and so maybe this feels like a rush for Simone but she was talking about that um the fact that before they got married their most common fight was who is the better athlete in the house. Guys, we're talking about Simone Biles as like one of the most like there's a conversation about is she the greatest athlete of all, of all time? time, right? So why are you nameless wonder even putting yourself next to her? You're gonna look like an idiot. You're embarrassing yourself. And she even says like I think we're good at our own sports. Um, basically we fought over a couple of times. It keeps coming up. Uh, he's done my workout in my gym and can barely do it. And then I went to their NFL workout and I crushed it. And it's like, well then the conversation's over. Is it just like the delusion in their head that's propelling them yes. to keep saying shit like this? I think so. I think so. It's <sighs> wild. Uh, look, I guess I would never hope. I don't know if this is true. I, I, I don't want to put out that I would hope that two people get divorced, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we just want her to be valued for the unbelievable athlete and person yes. she is. Yes. And a hero to all. And 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 every single person has heard of her. <laughs> yes, every everyone on alive, every athlete, especially especially. If, if you were tweeting about the gymnastics as far back as 2013, you know who she fucking is, and you don't need to feel the need to like put your very successful female partner it's in also, her place. I think I want to rant too about like how gymnastics is so undermined. It's right. the only. It's of the sports. It's like one of the few where 
women's is treated on the same level as men's and they get accolades, but they still get so much disrespect. Like Mm. it's so screwed up that she's probably, I mean, aside from like the Williams sisters, like the most prominent female athlete of our time and still gets disrespected. Mm -mm. It's, it's like when you watch Lemonade, you're like, Oh, Beyonce can get cheated on. It's just like, none of us are safe. There's No. no amount of accomplishments that will, make sure that any man that comes in contact with you will treat That's you with respect. That's why you marry for a Canadian green card <laughs> and you call it a day or money. Yeah, those are the two. <laughs> Janie's dropping bombs here tonight. I'm sorry. Hey, 2024 is the year of honesty and truth and we got to start with that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Ah, oh, well, Simone, we're praying for you. Yeah, uh, really. And getting back to my famous favorite former couple... Mariah and Brian Tanaka have officially <gasps> split after seven years together. This, if you were a lamb or following Mariah Carey uh, in the past year, you could have put two and two together. I put two and two together. I actually don't even think this is a very recent breakup. I feel like by summer, end of summer, they were no longer together. But since, you know, the holidays came around, All for Christmas is You was all over the news. And she went to Aspen and he wasn't there. There were a lot of news articles that were circulating about like thinking, oh, maybe they're not together anymore. And it was enough for Brian to feel the need to put out a statement. December 26th, by the way, which was like gave the Christmas moment its moment. Yes. Let her have the season. Yes. And then here we go. And he says on his Instagram with mixed emotions, I share this personal update regarding my amicable separation from Mariah Carey after seven extraordinary years together. Our decision to embark on different paths is mutual. And then he asks for, uh, basically, he's like, I will always have fond memories of our time together. I love her kids more than you'll ever know. And, like, please, you know, wish, you know, I wish that we'd have privacy during this time. Very respectful. Very, like, not Nick Cannon. Like, I cannot say it enough. This, of every man she's been with, he is my favorite. Because he understands the magnitude of her impact on the world, culturally, her celebrity, and he's not trying to steal her shine away. And it just breaks my heart that after seven years they're not together. I, it's The rumor is, like, he wanted kids eventually and she didn't. There is a big age gap, so I get it. But, um, yeah, when we were texting about it and all I could say was, like, for any Roni fans out there, this is, uh, he was the Adam to her Carol Radziwill. Right, right. <laughs> and that was just tough because you see these people with an age gap that's like, not creepy. <laughs> you know, everyone's an adult, but there's just so much respect and love there. Yeah. And he's so cute and so nice. Yeah. And it just, it's just unfortunate. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. <laughs> it doesn't feel, but it does feel like in the Lamb universe, you guys are all doing that you like like still like him. There I, isn't like a turning on him. I right? think there's a turning maybe from some more more hardcore lambs than me, which I guess Just because you know. it's like if any slight against her, yes. I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But I but you can't point to things he's done wrong. Really. Right. You know, like right. the people that I know that don't like him are like, oh he's corny in his dance videos. It's like I'm fine with corny. That's fine. And like feel like, oh well he didn't need to make that statement. I was like I oh. was telling you when I was working on Watch Weapons Live and we were remote, we would see like celebrities set up their Zooms and it was like pretty at home, it would be like someone coaching them on how to set up a Zoom. So you could imagine right. different celebrities like don't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. Totally. He sat there and he figured out her tech issues for her. Like he wow. really was doing everything for her. Yeah. In a way that didn't feel like, oh, this is a weird relationship. It right. just felt like he was like a really helpful, cool I know. 
guy. Yeah. Oh, he danced for Beyonce. He's just a cool person. I'm sorry. <laughs> just a cool person. I'm sorry, too. Uh, but in more positive news, The Color Purple, which we were just discussing, uh, made $18 million on Christmas Day. It was the largest Christmas Day opening for a film since 2009 and the second biggest Christmas Day opening of all time. Amazing. Which, you know, we just last on two weeks ago on the podcast, we're talking about how it came out in Deadline that uh, musicals were actively not marketing themselves as musicals because test audiences overwhelmingly hate musicals. Interesting. And it's like, well, clearly. But that's also funny because like the biggest hit of the year was Barbie and the songs right. in that were like a huge sell. Absolutely they were. It's just an odd choice and mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to see the success and I hope that means, I hope that makes studios less scared of musicals like I guess Wonka. they shouldn't have, I was going to say marketed Wonka as a musical. It was a smart move not to do that. But, <laughs> but other than that, right. yeah, I But agree. yeah, when the songs aren't the worst thing about it, then yeah, say it's a musical. Yeah, yeah I, I think agree. that's okay. Like guys, that Mean Girls movie is a musical. So, how are you feeling about that? I'm still excited. I think the show is better than people online give it credit for. It's not perfect, but it's like, if if I was going to see a movie that's now become a musical become a movie musical, I would choose Legally Blonde over it. But I think it's solid. I think it's good. And I like that the jokes that are used in every trailer that I've seen are a little different. Like Every time this movie comes up with someone who doesn't really know about it, they always ask the question, wait, it's the same? It's not like... (laughs) Uh, whatever, like a prequel. Right. It's not a sequel. And you have to be like, no, it's, it's the, the same. It's the same. And it's a musical. So. So, yeah, tough. I think I'm more upset by the marketing than yeah. I am about the movie itself. I'm going to watch it that first week. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. Um, I'm interested. I'm curious. I'm hopeful. All right, next up. What's the next news story? Um. Uh, oh, the Pop-Tart. <laughs> so, apparently, there's a Pop-Tart bowl and there was a Pop-Tart mascot that was being shown throughout. Uh, this is, I believe, a college football bowl game was sponsored by Pop-Tarts. And so the Pop-Tart was like gleefully dancing around throughout the whole uh, shebang, the whole show. And show. then <laughs> the whole show of the game or whatever. And then I saw a video that frightened me to my very core <laughs> of this very happy Pop-Tart being like <laughs> lowered into a giant toaster with a sign that said dreams really do come true. And then they cut to a large actual pop tart, but like as the size and shape of the mascot being like, I didn't even know, like slid out of an envelope. I don't know what it was. Uh, and then the winning team began to eat the pop tart. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> I just think at this point, we're all, our brains are all so messed up. Like, that's what marketing is going to get through to people. And it did. It was very successful. I can't stop thinking about it. See, that's what I'm saying. We don't know anything about football. We don't know anything about Pop-Tarts. And here we are. We're, like, into this. It's interesting. It's just, like, just, we're eating this thing. I mean, I realize it's not the same. But, like, you saw that as a little, as a person in a Pop-Tart costume. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Yes. It's just a little... You were I creep, really disturbed. It creeped me out a little. Did you feel like there was something like satanic happening? I just felt like we're just really going to eat... Bones and all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, feel, it felt a little bones and all. Like, it felt just like, why are we eating this thing that we were just celebrating? Oh, and it's but so, isn't that capitalism? It really is. Because they, we we, t- we celebrate them and we tear them <laughs> down and we eat the bones. And you know what? Maybe that's what the Pop-Tart CEOs were really going for. I think for. that they know Gen Z particularly is like and people who spend too much time on the internet, right. their brains are scrambled. <laughs> their threshold for like what's entertaining, it's like it needs to be dark, it needs to be crazy, it needs to be 
something you've never seen before. Right. And it also like it felt like self-aware, like the brand making fun of itself. Sure. Because I feel like if it was just the Pop Tart Bowl and they were dancing Pop Tarts, no one would care. They had to be like, we must eat the man. <laughs> Right. And I understand that this is a form of success that I am still, it's still playing in my head, but I just am like, it's just, it's like when uh, we all moved to streaming initially and then every once in a while you'd see a commercial and it was just the craziest thing you'd ever seen because they're like, all right, ads are not showing up for when people are just watching their television more. We have to be crazy. We have to be fucking insane. And like, if that means dark, whatever's going to stick with people, we have to do it. And I guess they succeeded. So congratulations to that Pop-Tart that, you Honestly, know, <laughs> was eaten alive on national television. I bet sales go up. I, I have to tell you. I absolutely bet that's true. Um, so do you think American Airlines sales are going to go up now that the two gays... Shelby and Dolly, <laughs> think of the girls. I feel, okay, so if you are not a gay person or a person who's on Instagram or TikTok all the time, you may not have seen, and maybe you can explain this better than I okay. can, because I've watched it, but I'm like, I don't know exactly what's so happening. it's one of... I'll say I'm, I get queasy the way you did about the pop darts about any like filming people in public video. Yes, agree. But by the end of the video, I'm like, oh no. But <laughs> so these two guys wearing similarly striped shirts, yes, are having a freak out. Like one of the guys is like yelling, and something happened with his flight, and we're not going to get on the flight. And he turns and someone, so someone's just like filming the two of them. Yeah. And he, this guy, the first guy turns, he's like, wow, let me tell you a story about having my flight. And the other guy is pulling his shirt, going. Think of the girls. Think, Think of, of the, the girls. girls. Shelby and Dolly. <laughs> Shelby and Dolly. Which we've come to realize are Other the dogs. dogs. Right. And I think he just means like, don't do this. We want to get home. We want to see our dogs. Yes. The man is losing it. He's mm. freaking out. There's a there's people in wheelchairs in front of him because yeah. of like where they were going to board the plane. Right. And a woman has a service dog in front. And this man, the first man, like is like talking to her. And I think she must have felt, I would imagine, like, first of all, get away. Also, I have a service dog. So she's yes. kind of like... I think she said, like, stay away. Yes. And he goes, off. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> F off B. Yes. Um, and that's when, like, the video cuts. <laughs> and so at first, I'm like, oh, this man's not well. I feel right. so bad. And then when he said that to a random woman who was just trying to, it was, like, so nuts. So then there was a Daily Mail article that was like, who are these people? And it's like. They're just people. Right. But someone online had said that that guy had harassed him before. I heard that. Like something about like the the freak out man as supposedly a transphobe and like was right. rude to I mean, look, and- like we've already judged Simone Biles' marriage. I'm going to say <laughs> this is also marriage I myself would not want to be in. Oh, I hope they're not. Are they married, do we think? Are they married? Oh. I hope they're dating and the other man can get out. <laughs> I'm no? not sure, actually. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yes, we're. I guess I love that we're going in just hoping that these couples no longer stay together. But it's like, are we allowed? But like, are we allowed to say that? Because I feel that you're supposed to just always like outwardly. I mean, don't we all do this? Like outwardly, it's like I want them to be happy. But in sure. your back of your mind, you go. But also, don't people choose these people? Like, we have to they give do. them agency. That's true. This couple with the stripy shirts, they didn't just find the same shirt randomly. <laughs> they, like, <laughs> there's something they have there. They do have something. And I just, you know, of course, if they were your friends, I wouldn't be like, hey, you guys should get divorced because it's not my business. Right. But since we're far enough away from them, the relationship or the, the it seems like there's an unhealthy environment I agree. that we've created. And I don't, I also don't think, I don't know about you, huh. I would never upload a video of a, of a angry or weird person. I, I would either. never like. It's scary It's to scary. Me. It's the like, backlash and like they could come for you. Right. And also my 
guess, my assumption is that people that act this way, something is not right. Right. And if you got more information, like there was the woman who was saying there was something on the plane. Right. Yes. And I kind of didn't even look into it because I was like, I think there's something just wrong happening here. And it doesn't feel ethical to like make fun of this person. Right. So I don't know. I just feel like with all these things, the best thing they could have done, I don't know if they would, but it's like own it and say like, yeah, we're, you know, just we lost our minds. Ha ha. Move on. Because right now it still feels a little like bullying of these people. Mm. But I do appreciate Shelby and Dolly. <laughs> of course. Of obviously the heroes of the story. Oh, absolutely. And the queens. FFB, like those are the iconic moments of 2023. Right. And I do like, I feel like there have been some gays that have found themselves at that exact American Airlines gate who've yeah. been like taking selfies with it. So I like that it's like a landmark. Yeah, now it's a landmark. That's um, good. We need more landmarks. Where in were this they world. flying from? They were going to Fort Lauderdale, I think. I uh, yes, because I, th- I think they were going home to Fort Lauderdale. I don't to know. To see Shelby they're... and Dolly. Shelby and Dolly, the girls. <laughs> the girls. The girls, the girls. I don't know where they're from. Um, but in more positive news, I guess that's kind of fun and positive. But this, Kesh is no longer at her record label, headed by Dr. Luke. So it's finally over. I think they reached a settlement, I want to say within the past year or so. So there's been no legal troubles between them for a minute. But now they're no longer connected in Good. any way. And Kesha like posted an Instagram story of like, this is the first, like the most free I've felt since I was 15 or something. And yet so. we still let him work. We let him be with other Isn't that artists. wild? Like that he produces yeah. songs that are like legitimately huge hits still. Like Very Doja Cat works with him. And yeah. all people are always like, why don't you give Kim Petras a try? I'm like, well, she's like in Dr. Luke's pocket. I don't know. It's wild that there's not been a more um, widespread cancellation of I this know. man. I feel like one day we'll get a music industry Me Too and it's going to oh, be God. even worse. And uh, hopefully he's the first to go. Right, I, I agree don't, with you. I don't want to see his name. I know. And he, we went through a minute of like using a pseudonym, but now he's just brazenly back. He's just back, back to it? Because he's like, oh, well, <sighs> guess Gosh. nobody cares. That's why it's also like these cancellation things are usually not real. It's like the person never real. Back. Cancellation's not real. I've been saying it forever. Um, but in really happy news for Janie, this is even a news story, but I just wanted to, you to give you the space to discuss your love for Jeremy Strong. And there are new yeah. pictures of Jeremy Strong as Roy Cohn uh, in the upcoming movie, The Apprentice. Where Do you know he, why I'm excited for the new year? Why? I'm going to see him in a play with my other guy, Christopher, Michael <laughs> Imperioli. Oh, yeah. And Christopher has a bar in New York. I'm going to go to the bar. He's wow. opened a bar. Um, but I'm going to see Jeremy Strong in a play. I can I cry. Mean, I was so excited. The moment I saw that play announced in the cast, I was like, oh my God, I these are Janie's guys. <laughs> I'm like crying thinking about it. I love him so much. <laughs> and this is just strictly from Succession, like the performance. Yes. You're just like. I love, I love Jeremy Strong. <laughs> my prince, he just turned 45 on Christmas. Yes. So that's great. That's great. That's great. I agree. I love him. I love him. I just love him. And I love his interviews. I love everything about him. Right. You were very, I remember you being a staunch defender. I'm a defender of dramaturgically. Dramaturgically. Because here's the thing about him that just makes me so happy. It's like, okay, let's throw Bradley Cooper under the bus. (laughs) Bye, Bradley. Bye, bye, Bradley. Bradley, like, takes himself so seriously yes. and it feels like to win Oscars. Mm. Like, it feels like, see what I can do. Yeah. And I feel like Jeremy just is an artist. And he's like, I take my craft really seriously. I think a lot about my work. I am, like, committed to it. Yeah. But he's not about, like, the winning an award of it. Like, totally. I think he just is a really good 
very smart actor. Right. But um, I love him so much, and he's baby girl for that, as they say on the internet. <laughs> I think, like, people, like me, gravitated toward him because he's just, like, a sad teenage girl. Mm. Like, his daddy doesn't respect him, and... <laughs> He just wants he just wants to be something. And yeah. like it's like he's just like a petulant teenage girl. Right. So like the self-seriousness, you're like, because he is so good at he can what back he does. It up. And Bradley Cooper's good, obviously, too, but it just feels like he it's like a doctor taking heart it's not the same thing. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like a craftsperson taking, you know, like whatever you do seriously. seriously. I like, just think people were reacting to that he's very smart and he yeah. like Knows what he's talking about, and he takes it more seriously than other people. Right. But I was like, I defend my boy. <laughs> well, I love. Oh wait, wait, you know what we didn't talk about though what? is like my other boy, um, Paul Mescal. Yes. So. Did you watch his movie? Okay, here's the thing. He keeps doing movies that are specifically about my personal traumas, but I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I actually can't watch. I actually this? can't. I watched Normal People, and I loved it. And then the other movies, I've read the synopses, and I'm like, Paul. Yeah, no. I like After Sun. Don't watch that. And I can't watch this one either. What's this one about? I thought it was just a game. Two gay parents thing. die. Oh, yeah, don't. And he, it's like, then they go back in time and this, that, the other. Even though I, I've watched all of the marketing. Right. Here's one thing I do have a problem with. Okay. So he was like in a this or that with Andrew Scott, and I'm getting my little delightful life, like watching them joke around. And yeah. he said that anyone who prefers cats, that's a red flag. I'm like, you know what's a red flag? <laughs> Running away from a woman in a park <laughs> after you sleep with them, Paul. Even I... though I would gladly like marry Paul right. I'm we're asking that of course <laughs> but there was a rumor on TikTok that like um someone said that well like the, one of the things he said is like he likes threesomes and I was like okay and the second <laughs> thing was that one time he was with a woman and in the morning they went for like oh they were walking in a park and he just at one point just physically like sprinted away um did, so. And like, just like, what a wild choice! Like, that's your the way you're gonna end this date, or like, you, I know. There, you could just be like, "Hey, this has been great. Like, see you around." <laughs> Men are avoidant, so I guess I could see it, right? But um, I thought that was funny, right? I thought that was funny. I, I also, but Jeremy Strong would would not do that. It was so okay. Hypothetical situation. I need to know how you'd react. Yes. Jeremy Strong is in an interview, charming your pants off, taking himself seriously. He's married to a wonderful doctor. Who's Scandinavian, so. Speaking highly of her. Yeah. Respecting her. Yeah. And says, can't imagine owning a cat. <gasps> what do you do? I think he's in character. He's method. <laughs> he's, who's he channeling? He's playing some warlord. He yes. He's playing Cone. He's yes. playing someone bad. Who, by the way, is, wait, what was his relationship to Real Housewives? Roy Cohn or Roy Jeremy Cohn was the person who saw... Isn't he the person who said Tom at the Regency? Like IRL, and that's who Carol said? Couldn't have, we have to back this we up. We gotta or look this up. When did Roy Cohn die? I don't know. I feel like it was Someone related that. to Trump is the person who spotted Tom. Oh, no, I think it was someone else. Oh. I think it was. Because um, I wanna like, see that movie. Who was the former lawyer of Trump? Like Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something? I think, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay, but I do like that, that idea of Roy But Cohn. I do think we should have a movie where Jeremy Strong is in like the Luann. It's about Tom. <laughs> what? And the thing is, that's why I'm he so... He would play Bethany. He'd be a great Bethany. He would be great on he that would, bed with a crying with a sweet girl. He would be great. Out. And it's like, as much as I have turned on Bethany, man, her great moments were great on that show. And it's about Tom. Is it near the top? Like, Oh, it's top. What's topper than that? I mean, go to sleep, you're crazy. Classic. You need to get a hobby. Like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. given us some good stuff but early on. I think on. It's About Tom is, like, the most iconic it's to me. Very, it's so iconic and also so ridiculous because there's so much skinny girl shit around her. Well, that's the, the thing. The way she's staged yes. it, the way she's, like, cheating left with the <laughs> label like, out. Do you see the bottle? <laughs> Do you see the bottle? Do you see the bottle? 
Give uh, me my alcohol. I need alcohol. I need alcohol. I and need the alcohol. best is that the next year or two years later, like, or whatever, they're at Dorinda's mansion that's decorated for Halloween. Yes. And there's, like, a little, like, decor of, like, a little the scary girl like this. Funniest thing Ramona's ever said. Oh, it looks like Bethany crying. <laughs> it looks like Bethany crying. It's literally the funniest thing Ramona's ever said. Amazing. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched the Roni Ultimate Girl Ship, it's essentially this. It's essentially the women talking about former episodes of the show. And I'm like, guys... Get on with it. Like, something should happen now. I don't know. I just am like, outside of Salt Lake City, I'm in a weird place with the housewives, and I don't like to be in that weird place. I like to be supporting them. I know that I'm behind on Miami, and people say it's good, and I need to just get caught up. But Potomac's really bad. The Ultimate Girlship has been disappointing so far. I just want better for our girls. And you're, yeah, you've are you moved to CBS. CBS, you're not even a Bravo girl anymore. It's more of a family company. <laughs> it's a family company, absolutely. They, they have more of my values. I know, more morals, which I love. Um... Rachel McAdams turned down the Mean Girls reunion commercial because she uh, just wasn't excited about doing a commercial, if I'm being totally honest. Someone I work with referred to her as the fourth girl. I was like, oh, the fourth girl's not in. I was like, oh, the fourth girl. Um, uh, look, look, there's a certain level of fame you have where you don't have to do anything. And right. And it's like, I really don't have to do this. And she's like, I'm wealthy enough and I like do acting work Whether enough that I don't. Whether or not the don't. Mean Girls musical does well won't affect her. Exactly. And she's like, I, you know, Tina and I dabbled with ideas of me popping into the musical, but it just was tough to make it all work out in the end. Uh, I was down for whatever she wanted to do, but I can't wait to see it. And it's like, that must be a cool place to be in your oh, career, where great. you're like, I would lo- like, maybe I'll do it. Let me hear your ideas. Can it fit in my schedule? Oh, no, it can't. All right. And it's like, you know we're seeing Lindsay. You know we're seeing Lindsay and then you know we're seeing... Oh, well, Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert. May- I would like to see... Amanda could go either way. I'd see, I, Amanda could go, could go anyway. I was surprised she did those commercials, We're going to see actually. Damien. Oh. He's, he's around. He's, oh, yeah. Damien's around. And so is the other, um, uh, what's his, the Indian guy? Oh, Kevin um, G. Kevin G, also gay. Every lead. Oh, yeah, he, you know what I saw him in? He did like these really good videos for the Met Museum. Did he really? Yeah. I love that. He seemed like a nice guy. I like that every man in Mean Girls is gay, too. It's great. Yeah, that's actually true. Every that's single one true. in the original is gay now, and I love that. Not Tim Meadows. Not Tim Meadows. No, straight. Famously straight. Famously straight. Um, Prime Video is adding ads on January 29th. Just Everything to- is ads. Netflix has ads now. Does it really? Yes. Oh my God. It's fucked so, up. Now it's just TV. Uh, now it's just TV again. We don't understand this story, but I'd like to talk about it. Yeah, even though we don't understand it, we should have. <laughs> let's come in hot with an opinion on it. I can't wait to have an opinion about something I do not understand at all. So, Cher, who, oh, by the way, another movie I watched over break, Moonstruck. Great. I love that movie. It's a great it's movie. Not out of it. Exactly. <laughs> really wonderful. And I'm like, I, and I think it's one of those things where we just have to assume that every old weird man actor was hot at some point. But he always had weird teeth. He was, and then at some point he got veneers. But I always find it interesting when you watch those early movies and you're like, he always looked kind of weird. He too. did look weird, but it just was like, oh, but you like kind of a hot weird. Hot weird. And now it's just like a weird weird. I feel like I'm doing a lot of body shaming on this episode. I no, love everybody. You haven't said anyone's body. All right. You're talking just about face. Teeth. Yeah, just face. <laughs> Hair, body, face. I talked about someone else. Oh, I talked about how hot I objectified men. I think that's like fine. Jacob Elordi. I'm so sorry. I'm sure this he's a really good well, person. Welcome to two gay masks. I'm sure, like you're all I sad. bet he's really smart and kind. Okay, go on. I hear he, he seems nice. Okay, Cher has filed for a conservatorship to control access to son Elijah Blue Almond's finances, claiming that he is currently unable to manage his assets due to severe mental health and substance abuse issues. Um, apparently, Cher is in, obviously independently wealthy, doesn't need her son's money. She wants to ensure payments from a trust set up in Elijah's name by his father goes to a different independent trust in the name of the conservatorship. This will prevent the money from going towards his drug abuse. Elijah's current assets are estimated at $120,000. Look, we're coming off Brittany. 
So you see the word conservatorship and you're, it's a red flag. You know, you're like, is this fair? Is this just? Does this person need this? There are, I'm sure, cases where the person does need this and maybe this is one of them. Well, that's what's interesting is like, it seemed like what the Britney thing was was an abuse of exactly. conservatorship. And you saw all the steps that were taken to like manipulate the situation and put her in this situation, et cetera. Yeah. So like when I understand also having the same response of like, ooh, conservatorship, we just don't know. Yeah. And that just seems whatever the situation seems very painful for them. And Absolutely. like I don't I don't even know how we would like come in with a take. <laughs> but I just would say, yeah, I think versus Britney where you were like, wait, why was she in a conservatorship? Exactly. Because she wanted children. I don't understand like, right. what really that was about. Right. It seems like what we're learning is like, yes, it's an abuse of a conservatorship versus whatever this is, which like truly, I don't think, obviously we don't know enough about it. I don't think anyone really does. So maybe this is fine. Maybe it's weird, but I want good things for all people involved yes, because yes. there's a lot of, um, you know, addiction is tough on a lot of people when someone is, uh, you know, has addiction. So yeah. speaking of... Uh, Nick and Aaron Carter's sister, Bobby Jean Carter, has passed away at 41. Uh, I believe this happened right before Christmas. Her mother, Jane Carter, has said, I am in shock from learning the sudden of the sudden death of my daughter, Bobby Jean, and I will need time to process the terrible reality of this happening for the third time. Oh, I didn't even realize that was the third time. Uh, when I am able to think clearly, I will release a fuller statement. But until then, I would request uh, to be left to grieve in private. So you grew up with, being a Backstreet Boys head, yes. and like you knew, you were with Nick Carter all well, along. Well, it was like, I guess when you started to realize something was off, was they had an E reality show, mm -hmm. House of Carters, yes. and it was like very chaotic and mm -hmm. not good. Yeah. And then obviously, with like, there was like another sibling that passed, and Aaron and this one. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, speculatively, it just feels like they had a really tough upbringing. They've had abuse in their past. Right. Um, I know that like Nick has unsavory parts of his life too. It just feels like this family is very troubled, right. and it's just sad. Like a lot of these um, families that, not to generalize, but that like have child entertainer children. Right. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's just not. It's not a coincidence that a lot of I know. child entertainers, the families. There's always some sort of issue. Like sometimes they need to be emancipated from their families. Yeah. Like just the idea of the child being weirdly monetarily the head of the household. Did you at read a point, Jeanette McCurdy's book? I haven't yet. I haven't it made me it. really feel like there should just not be child actors really? or singers. Like it just made me feel like how could this situation ever be right. like normal? Right. Not that anything is normal, but that right. just like this just felt like it was set up for like exploitative structures to then prey on these right. people or whatever. But um, I don't know, because I feel like, just, yeah, when you hear stories like this, you're like, ugh, I just feel sad. That's, it's, yeah. We'll talk about it in my giving you moments, but yeah. it's like sometimes people are like, oh, is this family cursed or is there a curse on this family? It's like, I also just think there's a lot of like trauma that hasn't been processed totally. that makes this stuff happen all the time. It's just really sad. It is sad, and uh, I completely agree. I feel like... If we knew more child performers that were really well adjusted, like people are always like, wow, Hillary Duff's so well adjusted. And it's like a point of discussion because so often. So rare. These, yeah, it's rare. And so if it's a rarity that if you put your child in this situation that they come out having a happy, normal life, then you'd think you'd want to, as a parent, avoid that path for them. Um, 
But it's it's just dark. It's sad, and uh, you know, I'm sorry for you know Nick Carter's family. It's just tough. Just tough stuff. I know. Um, so okay, any other news for idiots that you want to talk about this week? I don't week? think so. All right. Mm-mm. Well, let's take. Oh a- well, no, your thing. No, we'll talk, about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more two game ads. The podcast. Sick. Sack. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, we're back. We're back. It's true, we are back. And um, I don't know if we can finagle the countdown to the new year. But if you're spending your New Year's Eve with us, we just can't. Ten! No, we can't. <laughs> we can't thank you enough. Uh, we've had so much fun with Two Gay Mats this year. and followed- What was your Rose and Thorn of Two Gay Mats 2023? Um, and Matt Steele's not here, and she, he will not listen to this. <laughs> so you can talk shit about him. That's a great question. I mean, the Rose would probably be the revamping of the Patreon. Yes. I, oh, I know. That was a lot of work. It was a lot and- of work, and it really paid off in the end. But I feel like people are getting much more exclusive content. So they if you want and to- yes so tell people what they can get when they <laughs> come on this side of Patreon absolutely if you go to patreon.com slash 2 mats for as little as $5 a month you get extra bonus content like sometimes early releases of the podcast if we pre-record them you get uh, just extra bonus videos and uh, reactions if for certain levels you can actually request that we react to or review uh, a song or album of your very own choosing or even like a movie a scene whatever you want um, and you also can join the discord where there's a lot of conversation with a lot of Kathy there. Make friends. That's the thing is like they did I tell you that they had their own uh like secret Santa and they were like mailing each other gifts, getting on a fucking Google Live to talk to each other as they like opened each other's phone. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I need to there was a, a, a lady who recorded all of this. I'm like, I need the video so I can just sit down oh and like watch God. it and cry. And it so it's felt more like also a, your fans like when I'm in there I'm like they're all so kind to each wonderful. other and I, I love them it's, it's a great like, community there's definitely like we, there's a tinge of bitchiness but it's all out but of love but it's all out of like you know yeah the Ariana Grande shit exactly. like it's not like real <laughs> it's sorry <laughs> I love you guys. It's not like real. <laughs> it's Ariana Grande. So yeah, next time you're arguing about Ariana, just remember that Janie says it's not real. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, why? Sh- anyway. <laughs> just it another real Matt. Another couple we want to talk shit about. Matt? Did you hear Matt say that it's not real what you all talk about? <laughs> I don't recall that. Matt was slandering you. And I was saying, 
that that Ariana Grande stuff everyone talks about is so real. <laughs> so real and yeah, so cool. I've like only body shamed and made fun of things that I actually genuinely like. So. Right. Uh, and yeah, that's just another couple that we have questions about. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Miss- that's our spinoff show. Yeah. Couples we have questions well, about. I, hey, people would listen to <laughs> but that But we're show. so scared to say anything that we right. always end them with. And we hope it's we all hope good. Everybody's we love everybody. happy. We, love everybody. <laughs> we hope everyone's happy. We but... never have a single thing to say. <laughs> no, nope, people we just would go, love hmm, it. Hmm, just hmm. something to think about. Something to think about. <laughs> something to think about. I wonder. Janie. <laughs> yeah. What has been giving you moments well, recently? Family. The thing that is crazy is who would think a wrestling movie would be giving me moments? Look at you. The Iron Claw. I'm sure people have heard of it. It's the based on the real real life story of a family of wrestlers, a bunch of brothers and their father, essentially. Mm-hmm who have suffer a bunch of tragedies and the question is whether or not they have a curse. And I saw it and it has Zac Efron in the main role mm-hmm. and he was so good. Wow. Like we remember we saw Charlie St. Cloud in theaters. <laughs> I do remember that. He's always been a good actor. Yep. I just think the work hasn't always risen to his occasion. Like I think he's really, really talented and the movie was really profound and really moving and stuck with me in a way that I was like kind of surprised by. Um, and if you have... Any kind of trauma, like read the Wikipedia first because right. it's very sad and there's a lot of stuff that comes up. But I loved it so much. I just thought it was so beautiful and so well made. And I think it was like, for me, that was like the performance of the year. I was wow. like, this is really, it, it was phenomenal. And I I just really love Zac Efron. So. I love him too. He just yeah. seems like a nice guy who's like, like even just I watched the clip that was going viral of him and the other cast members dancing, I think, at a wedding in the yeah, movie. Yeah, he's still, and, like, he's still him too. He's still Troy Bolton. And he is Troy Bolton. Yeah. He still moves so well. I just, and I don't know. It's just like he... You know, obviously started out as like a heartthrob and uh, I feel like he still very much looks great, but also it's not really about that anymore. Like it's like he has been through so much and is clearly fueling this, like fueling his incredible performances with his life experience. And I don't know. I just am happy for him. I hope he gets the recognition from all of these award shows coming up. If he's as good as everyone says he is, I I guess I'm going to see a wrestling movie. Yeah. Didn't see this coming for me. I would say too, for people who are like, I want to see a wrestling movie. It really, it's like, the story for me as a non-wrestling fan was mm. not about wrestling at all. It. it was about the family. Yeah. And you are impressed by these actors, the physicality of what they have to do. But there's nothing about it that, like, you know when sometimes you see you see like a proof for a movie and maybe it has like combat or right. an action movie and you might be like, I don't know. Yes. Like, it wasn't like that. It was more about the family nice. and the truth of like what they went through versus the wrestling part. Got it. Very, okay, very great. Good. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I just need to talk about something that is not timely, but over break, I finally sat down and watched The Traders Season 1 US in full. And man, oh man, what a great fucking show. Everyone has been telling me this. Janie has been preaching to the high heavens how great The Traders is. I think it's like one of the best, it's the best new reality show we've seen in a long time. 100%. It takes the mole with Big Brother, with Survivor. Like it takes all these really fun parts, but then does something completely new and campy with it. Absolutely. It's so good. And can we talk about our favorite contestant? We, we don't want to spoil what happens Yes. We're, all right. This is a spoiler. This will be spoiler full from here on out. I see. So if okay. you have not seen Trader Season 1, stop the podcast. We'll have nothing else to say after this, essentially. So just, there will be spoilers. Ten. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you, Instead of, yeah, if you, you started, started at 45 now. minutes, we'll begin spoiling the Traders right in 2024. <laughs> um, but I must talk about Sari. 
an I, icon, a legend. She is the moment. Come on now. Guys. Okay. So the whole thing with the traders, if you have not, if you're unfamiliar with the show. Also, we're talking about Kate Chastain. Oh my God. She's. Well, so like, okay, sorry. You no, have go. to go on. It's just the fact that it's like the traders essentially like the mole. It's like, who's lying? Who's not? Kate Chastain's. Style of playing is so bad Awful. that people keep thinking she's a traitor when she's not. <laughs> she's and not. she keeps, I feel like this would happen to you or me. 100%. We would be like, I promise you, I'm not manipulative. I don't know why you I'm keep saying this. Bad. I'm just bad at this. I'm just bad at the so game. So they keep being like, it's her, it's her. But the funny thing about that show is it combines, there's like reality stars from, yes. there's like Big Brother and Kyle from from Summer House like random and then there's like random people so that's a weird aspect of it which you know they're not doing that again that's what I was going to say that's the thing I was going to mention to you I think it is wise they're not doing that because okay there's a lot the show is great and it's essentially if you don't know the show it's essentially like mafia in a Scottish uh, castle where you know there are traitors or mafia members whatever and they meet up every night and decide to kill one of the people in the house. And then everyone comes to breakfast and has to be surprised. And then you know someone's a traitor because they go like this. (laughs) Like at breakfast, like Ari kept going like this. Oh my God. The thing is, the other traitors besides Sri were so fucking bad. Especially Christian. Like he was was one of the normal people. And he was like, I'm an actor, but it's truly one of the worst actors I've ever seen. And, and he also, like, the whole goal, what I would do if I was a traitor is shut the fuck up. And he could not yeah, stop be talking. He just was like, I think it's this person. I think it's this person. It's definitely her. Definitely Ari her. did a better job. Ari did better. I think initially, that first breakfast was like, oof, Ari, get it together. But how did the producers know to pick, like, who to pick? Did I they, don't know they that. They were like, those people could lie. Because if I, if, I would not want to be a traitor. I, I would want to be on the show, but I'd be so bad at it. Part of me thinks they asked all the contestants, "Do you? I would you want would you to be want a traitor?" It? And I bet all three of them said yes. I'm sure Cody said yes. I'm sure Suri said yes, and I bet Christian said yes too. It was really like Suri's like a masterclass in re- in reality TV. Unbelievable. I went so I watched her all Big Brother season yeah. just now, and then I went back and I watched all of her Survivor seasons. Yeah. And I was telling Matt Steele, and I was just telling you, it's like so funny because. The first time she was on Survivor, her whole thing was like, she was like kind of sweet and mm. she was likable and she doubted herself and she was kind of earnest. Yeah. And then you see the progression through Traders and Big Brother. She's so fucking over it and she knows how to just like manipulate people. Right. And the fact that people still trust her, like people on Big Brother after the Traders yeah. were still trusting her. It's wild. People who knew she was on it. It's like she just, for me, I was thinking all of these younger people are feeling a maternal energy right, from her. Right, That I'm sure she's like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And they were just like, I, everyone can be a traitor except Sari. <laughs> Isn't it's that like, crazy? It's like, guys, you know that she's been on Survivor like multiple times. Yes. Like she has the capability of lying and backstabbing. Yes. And it's a part of the game. So, Okay. My issue, not even with the show, but just kind of the cast and how they reacted to Sari, because obviously, like, spoiler again, Sari wins. Uh, but at the end of the day, it comes down to Ari, Sari, and these two normals, Andy and um, uh, Quentin. And so they're in a line, and they're supposed to be saying, like, who, and they're all like, well, we all think that we're all faithfuls, so we're going to split this end of, like, the money four ways. Um, so if you think we're, you're faithful, like, throw a rock into the fire, and if it turns green, then well, the, the game ends, and we're all faithfuls. And Cerise turns red, because she's like, I don't want to give Ari half of my money. I don't, th- like, Ari becomes a traitor, like, two or three episodes before the end, and Cerise's like, I, I did all this work from the beginning, I think I deserve this, and uh, Ari just not and so she makes a speech 
about like, I just think it's not fair that we split this the exact same way. And apparently they cut out some things because at the reunion, it sounds like she made reference to Andy's uh, wife having a baby and like being pregnant. And Quentin, I believe his wife was pregnant and having a baby or something. And like, you know, we're not doing as well monetarily as Ari like was the undertone there. And so Ari decides to dismiss him felt stuff in the game. And so now they're down to Sari, who's a traitor. And again, if a traitor is there at the end of the game, they get all of the money. Uh, and then two faithfuls, the non, non-reality celebrity, celebrity strong. They go through, Sari wins, and the two regular people are crushed. And I understand it's tough to watch. It's not fun. But the name of the game is traitors. Right, right. That's the thing. And I think what the reason that they're not bringing normals on anymore is because like that felt gross. To see. Well, also, the thing you mentioned before, the status. Yes. If we have an Ari, even though who knows financially how these realities start exactly. to do, like, you're not an even playing field. Like, right. that was the premise of yes. several Survivor seasons was, like, we understand there is this divide between yes. X and Y. I also think it's weird because you just, it's just a weird mix. Like, mm-hmm. it needs to be all normals yes. or it needs to be all, I mean, they did, I guess on Big Brother, it was all normals and then Suri, which mm-hmm. was odd. Yeah. Because that was like a weird dynamic. But again, she ran away with it. Right. Like people don't, for her, it's not a detriment. I think for most, in most situations, they'd be like, that person has an advantage, get them out right away. But then she's so good that they like. It's wild they didn't think to do that. I know. It's like find the competitive reality. Because the thing is, the Bravo people kept getting kicked out early because their job is like, say exactly what you're thinking. And so when a camera's on them, no, they don't know how to do that. And it's like, oh, that's not right. They don't know how to do like the big brother style like manipulation. They don't. But I felt, and also Rachel Riley is so annoying. She's awful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad there's not regular people. It was like a weird, a weird thing there. It, yeah, but, and the reunion was so weird because it was like yeah. Quentin and Andy had come in, and like you see this at Housewives reunions where like we are going to say these exact things and like get Suri with this. Yeah, and so they kind of bombarded her with all of this. Like, how could you have done this to me? Like, you crossed the line. You shouldn't have brought our families into it. X Y Z. And sure, maybe she crossed a little bit of the line, but the name of the show is Traitors. Right. And when Andy turned to her and asked, like, did you think of giving some of your winnings to Andy or to... And she was like, no. And I'm like, I think that's an unfair question. I just think... Right. They wouldn't do that on Survivor. They wouldn't. Right, right. I understand it was weird optics because Sari has some sort of money. She said she's still renting, so it's not like she's rolling in it. But she has known before. She has some celebrity and some clout, whatever. And these two people do not. But it just, it felt like there was a bigger gang up. I wanted to see a little bit more of like, you really played that game. And like, that was what you're supposed to do. But you were also saying that Survivor early seasons were kind of like that. Where people were bitter and pissed and like, maybe that's what makes it fun and good. But I think once it's all celebrities, it'll be better. But what's fun about these celebrities too, is that they're not so wealthy. Like, you need them to have a little bit of hunger. Because there was a season of Survivor... Um, David vs. Goliath, which I think is one of the best seasons of all time. Mm. It had Mike White. I don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it. But, like, the fact that some people were the Goliath affected the way people played the game. And people got self-conscious about how could I actually win and Mm. what does it say about me and I don't want the optics of that, this, Mm. that, the other. Like, it's interesting. You can't have people that would feel, like, guilty for winning because then it's not a fun show to watch either so yeah like she did her job but that show is so well constructed it really is I thought it was so fun I think Alan Cumming is such a good host unbelievable so fun I was kind of 
you know, we love everybody. I was disappointed he didn't host the reunion. And I'm like, maybe right. his fee would be too crazy. And it's like a different skill set. Interesting. Um, I just love the structure of it. I yeah. loved like, I loved everything about it. I thought it was such a well-made show. The challenges were genuinely terrifying. I know. There were ones where it was like rats and stuff. I was like, this is like, or, or you have to be like buried That was the one where I was like, I hate this. I thought those challenges were really rough. I agree. Really and they rough. really did them. I was yeah. like, my, besides Kate, of course. I know. <laughs> but you've bad. got to love, and then like Kate and Brandy being like such a perfect duo. I know. But I thought um, Kate was just so funny and relatable in that. Like she was truly brilliant. so out of her depth. It also is funny because Brandy gets kicked off pretty early, but I'm pretty sure she guessed all the traitors at a point. Like she, that's see, there's a way with Brandy where like she's so wrong and bad and all this stuff. <laughs> yes, but when she's right, she's right. Yes. Like she calls shit. She She'll does. be like, "This is what it is," and you go, "Yeah, you're right." And it's like you know, of course, we weren't on her side when this was all happening, but like. LVP is a snake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, Lisa Vanderpump, as much as I love and her. Joyce and, her sh- and Joyce is a witch. And Joyce is a witch. My queen. I, You know I love Joyce. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I love Carlton. <laughs> I want Carlton wait. back. Joyce isn't the witch. Joyce isn't the witch. <laughs> Joyce isn't the witch. She called Carlton something. Wait, what was the name? She had a different name. Oh, she called Joyce, Joyce um, Jacqueline. Yes. Because she's like, Joyce sounds like a fat pig. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, Brandy. No, Carlton was the witch. I'm so sorry. Oh, God, I miss Carlton. Um, Bring Carlton back. <laughs> I love Carlton. What happened to Carlton? I don't know. I need her. But um, we would be so bad on the traders because yeah. as the temperature taker, like, equilibrator of the yes. room, we would constantly be like, <laughs> Is someone mad at me? Is someone mad at me? I'm, like, worried someone's mad at me. Right. Also, I love the way, like, okay, so now I'm remembering because I watched it so long ago. Yeah. They, it's like someone comes and takes them in the night is the way they do it. Yes. So they all go to bed. But then they, when they get the confessional after they've been taken, they're in their like clothes. They're yeah. not in like their pajamas. Right. So production wise, I was like, how does this work? Do they just all sit around for like a few hours in their clothes waiting? And then. Oh, good question. I Part of me thinks, I thought actually they waited until they got up. And it was like, okay, you're either going to go this way to the breakfast or you're going to go. But they're wearing last night's clothes. Oh, they're wearing the clothes that they were wearing before. Oh, interesting. I guess maybe? I'm so curious about the production of it. Right. And I feel like it probably moved really fast. Yes. Because they just. It was every day. Every day that they for were... like what? Three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Wow. And then, so like then when Sari was on Big Brother, she was like, I just did Traders. It was this many days. Da, 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 da. And then she's on Big Brother, which is for some That's unknown reason, a hundred days. days <laughs> That's too nonstop. Many. And not only did I watch every day, the feet. Anyway. <laughs> so. Anyway, she like she just kept the whole time she was in the Big Brother house being like, "This is too long." Like, and she's right. And she's right. And she's right. People lose their minds. It's like, why are we in this so long? She was like, "Traitors, in and out. Let's in go. In out. Let's go. Give me the money." But Survivor's too short now. Survivor was thirty nine days. Mm. That's a good length. Now it's like twenty six, twenty nine days. Mm. No, we need thirty nine day reality shows. <laughs> I think that sounds right. That sounds especially if you're starving. Yeah, you don't want to be starving for ever. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, guys, I think that's it as far as 2023 Two Game Mats that's goes. That's pretty much it. I think that's it. So, we want to know what you thought. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we do. We want to know what you thought. Make sure to leave a comment or also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Only Give us good things. Only five stars and say, hey, I fucking love Janie. Bring her back every week. That's what we want to see. Here's what I say when I come on this. I understand yeah. my place. I'm not Bradley Cooper here. I'm not trying to win you over. I know you have a winner normally in this seat, and you have a winner here. And I'm honored to be included, and I'm more of a Carrie Mulligan in this affair. <laughs> I've always thought of you as Carrie Mulligan <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. in every way. Exactly. It's uh, an honor to be here. Um, Happy New Year. I hope everyone really takes Ariana Grande really seriously. <laughs> 
We all should, because uh, Wicked is coming. This time next year, we'll be squawking is about Is it her. really coming? I guess. <laughs> I think they finished filming it. Janie's not sure. They have those tattoos, so if, if they got those for good that's tattoos, true. so if it's not, that's going to look dumb. That's true. <laughs> Guys, well, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, and thank you, Janie, so much for being thank you, here. Matt. Thank ja- you to the Cathews uh, out yes, there. Yes, all the Cathews, at Janie Fierce, everywhere you want to get your Janie content, and uh, we'll be back soon with more Two Game Ads. Ten. <laughs> Ten. Nine. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>